Welcome to Fit Food Junkies, addicted to health. My name is Emily E, and I'm a certified group fitness instructor and personal trainer. We will not only talk about fitness and nutrition, but also explore how to build a strong mindset, have ultimate motivation, and how to live life to its fullest. Let's start on our health and fitness journey together. Hey guys, welcome back to Fit Food Junkies. I am very excited today to have on Pamela Malkoff Hayes. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a registered board certified art therapist with the American Art Therapy Association. Pamela specializes in art therapy and is a noted speaker and educator. She focuses on anywhere from relationships to drug addictions to eating disorders to depression and anxiety, grief, and so much more. I recently participated in Pamela's Cognitive Therapy Method. This program focuses on helping you gain new perspectives as well as teaching you how to tackle any adversity that life throws your way. I offer to help her on this project so she can share these beneficial tools to other therapists and patients. As a big mental health advocate myself, I am so excited that this program will benefit so many people. If you are going through grief, feeling lost, any stress, anxiety, a medical challenge, or any other issue, art therapy may be right for you. I am so excited to explore this topic with Pamela Malkoff Hayes. How are you? I'm so great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. I am very excited because I didn't know what art therapy was until I met you. And I see so much need for it, especially throughout this crazy time that we're going through right now. So first of all, tell us what you do and what is art therapy? I am a licensed marriage family therapist. So I'm your traditional talk therapist. But in in addition to that, I also work and am board certified as an art therapist. And that means when my clients come in to see me, I don't just talk with them, but I have them use drawing and painting and sculpture and collage and any of the visual arts as another way of communicating. It's another way they can express themselves, they can dig deep into their subconscious and also get lost in the process. So there's a lot of different levels of art therapy. I've been an art therapist for close to 30 years. And in the last five years, I have taken all my experience and I have created a program that I call the Creative Cognitive Therapy Method. And what I'm doing with that is combining traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, some of you might know it as CBT, and art therapy techniques. So I'm combining those together. And you so graciously have volunteered to let me film our sessions together and really go through a full 10 sessions uh, and exploring how the art can help you identify problems that you're struggling with and then move through them in a really goal-oriented way. So my um, creative cognitive therapy method is basically really a comprehensive short-term, like I said, only 10 sessions, and it's really solution-focused. 
come in with an issue and we are going to really take it apart and we're going to start examining it and trying to get you to move past that issue and get you to a better place. It has been such an incredible experience doing that with you when you first reached out to me and asked me about partaking in this opportunity and kind of being your patient and going through this art therapy process. I have never done anything like it before and I'm a big advocate for mental health. So I thought it'd be an amazing idea to go through it myself and then be able to share it across my community as well for people who are going through tough times and showing that, you know, even if people have that smile on their face every day, sometimes people don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. And my favorite part, well, two things. First of all, I don't think anyone should be afraid of going to therapy. I think it's something that could be therapeutic, hence the name. And I think that there's still so many different forms. So in the past, maybe people have gone to just regular therapy and there's one way of just venting, right? With your words and your emotions. But I didn't even know this idea behind art therapy where you vent through speaking, but you also do by drawing. And what was crazy to me is you don't even need to be a good drawer. It was so interesting because if I had just something that was causing me any anxiety and Pamela would just basically instruct me and guide me into different uh, drawings and little things that I drew that I was not consciously aware of, she brought up the consciousness behind that specific drawing or that specific object and we created meaning behind it. And it allowed me to dig deep, explore my thoughts. And I just think it's an incredible new way of venting and actually being able to portray your ideas into a drawing. And I've noticed so much about myself, my life, things that I've been going through that I don't even know that I was dealing with until I actually visually saw it out. So I just think that it's such an amazing transformation to how the brain works and how therapy works. We all start talking when we're about two years old. So we get really good at censoring ourselves as we talk. And you just can't censor your, your drawings in the same way. Just a lot of unconscious stuff comes up. Yeah, I actually enjoyed doing art therapy more than when I've just kind of, in the past, I've gone to therapy one-on-one. -on -one and just for different issues. And I think it's important for people to be able to not be afraid and stigmatize therapy and be able to do that, whatever they're going through in life. But for me, what I found out through art therapy is that it's like a different, the, and I know I said this before, but it's this different form of venting where maybe I don't want to talk as much, but I want to draw more and just share my feelings in another way. Um, so that to me was so cool that that even exists and I didn't even know that was possible. So I know you specialize in parenting, depression and anxiety, grief, so many other different specialties. Which is your favorite specialty? And then is there just an experience you've had in particular? In the last 10 years, I've been really focused on working with people who have addiction mm -hmm. and so people who have who are struggling with alcoholism people who have addictions to substances drugs and eating disorders and what i find really personally inspiring about that is you can meet somebody at their lowest point where they um they basically rather be dead than continue and to move them from that lowest point in their lives to see them rebuild themselves 
come to a place of self-love and gratitude and, and, and having some hope for the future, I just find that just really incredible. And I have so many clients that I can think of over the past years that you know, have used the art therapy to move themselves past just blocks that they've set up for themselves. And, and if somebody has been in therapy for a long time or on and off throughout their lives, they know all the right things to say to the therapist to sort of trick the therapist into thinking that they're doing okay when they're really not. And that just, you, you can't lie with the art. So that's really, really interesting to me. Have you had another experience where someone drew something and it's been harder for you to interpret and, you know, it really was just a meaningful experience for you? So I was working in a woman's prison and I was doing a research study about women who are incarcerated and they experience a loss while they're in prison. And they can't really mourn, they can't grieve because that would show that they're too vulnerable. And so what, what I decided to do is, you know, allow them this space to mourn and grieve. And so some of the activities that we did together were uh, draw a, a memory of that person and what comes up for you. Because a lot of times when we have a loss, it can be complicated because it's a complicated relationship. You know, it's not all like, oh, that person was the best person ever. Sometimes the relationship with the person we've lost is really complicated. And so there can be some anger and some disappointment and some relief and grief is complicated. And so to have them draw their relationship or a memory with that person that they've lost can be really powerful. And I also had them write a letter to that person that they've lost and find something to thank them for, something that they've left them with, something that that person had taught them, um, as well as sharing, how am I gonna carry on this person's memory? How am I going to keep them alive? So that's some of the things I did with them. It was, it was wacky working in the prison because there were only certain materials that I could bring in. Of course, I can't come in with scissors, right, <laughs> into a prison. So we didn't do much collage. I guess we did ripped collage, but not scissors. Right, yeah. How are you able to bridge that gap and make people, how are you able to close their grief? There's a really great technique called the soul collage, and that's S-O-U-L. You know, it's a magazine collage. I'm sure everybody's done a magazine collage at some point, but it's a little bit more intense where you take time and you cut out different images. And what I've done with grief work is to have my clients not only pick images from magazines, but also to bring in an image of the person that has passed away and incorporate that into their collage. And this idea of taking the, um, the person out of the environment in which you knew them living on this planet and putting them into a different environment uh, 
allows us to see them in a different light, to allows us to allow them to move on in some way. There is something very therapeutic about if, if grandpa is sitting in the living room where you remember him living and being, and you cut him out of that living room and put him into a different environment in your collage, it really creates this shift where now I can have a relationship with grandfather who's not on earth anymore, but he's in my memories and he's a part of me. So mm -hmm. that's, where, um, that's where art can be really powerful and moving. Yeah, no, that is really interesting. It's almost putting someone you cared about in just in a different environment um, so you can visually see that person in a different light and to yeah, still be a part of your sure. life in a different way. You know, art therapy can really have two different levels to it that um, there's the art as assessment. And that's what you and I have been talking about. Like, what are the symbols that I create? What are the shapes? How many of them? What size? What does that all mean? And, and how does it relate to me? So there's art as assessment, but there's also art as therapeutic flow. They call it, you know, the flow of just getting lost and doing something that you're just doing as that. It's not a means to another end, right? It's right. not part of your routine of doing dishes or laundry or your work. It's something that's so different. So it's engaging your brain fully and you have to give it your full attention. And it's an amazing way to get into a state of mindfulness mm -hmm. and almost um, a state of uh, meditation. Right. Because, yeah, it, it's creating those, those brain waves very similar to meditation because you're slowing yourself down and you're focused and you're very present and in the moment and and it's so amazing at reducing anxiety that it's um it's really incredible like i can give somebody just give them paints and just watch them go from their muscles tense and their teeth grinding and their shoulders up by their ears and they start painting and I just watch the entire shift of their body and they slow down their breathing and they um, they stop fidgeting in their chair and and I've had people who have chronic pain and they can get lost in the process. And for that period of time, they're not thinking about their pain. They're not focusing on it. And so the pain really dissipates during the time of that mindfulness uh, drawing or painting. How do you start? How do you begin just this journey of art therapy if you want to take this on on your own? So that's such a good question because I really do encourage people to make art on their own and they don't need necessarily to have an art therapist standing over them but like you mentioned sometimes even though it feels good we don't necessarily give ourselves the time to do it or we need somebody to push us like you know Emily people can work out on their own, but they sometimes need a trainer to come over and right. tell them to do. Right, exactly. You're saying that people can at home just cope and draw and just however they feel, but in order to really dig deep 
and interpret their drawings, they should seek someone like you to really help them and guide them through their art, through their mind and reach that subconscious for them to deal and face on the pain that they're going through. Yeah, if they really want to go deeper with it, I suggest they work with an mm -hmm. art therapist. But one of the reasons that I wanted to put out the um, videos that you and I are doing is so that people can try these activities at home. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one you and I did together was to draw a bridge because when you first come into therapy or when you start to want to work on yourself, you are in a stage of transition and that's what the bridge represents. Um, and so there are a lot of activities that you can see in the videos that you and I are doing. I also do a video podcast, does have a lot of activities, like here's something to do when you're really angry. There's one where I show people how to take a piece of um, scrap wood and hammer nails into it because, you know, if, if you have a lot of anxiety or you have a lot of anger, it's a very physical emotion and you want to be able to get that physical feeling out of your body without hurting someone or hurting yourself or damaging property, right? So I oftentimes will have my clients uh, use the art materials in an aggressive way, like hammering nails into a piece of wood or, or ripping up uh, paper or pounding on clay, just as a way to sublimate that energy. And so once they get that energy out, then I can instruct them how to take those um, that clay or those ripped up pieces of paper or the pieces of uh, wood that nails have been hammered into and to make it into a really kind of satisfying final product so they could get the energy out and then feel good about what they've done. So there's, again, that two layers of using the art as therapeutic and then um, being able to make something that you feel good about. And when you have a final end product that you really feel good about, you feel empowered because you go, wait, I didn't know I could do that. I, I had no idea. And then you, um, then you might take on doing other things that you didn't think you could do. I love what, that you're talking about coping mechanisms and different ways for people to get their violence out or just get things out more in a positive way, you know, instead of going to alcohol or to drugs or to violence. For me, for example, in the past, anything that I was going through in life, I would get it out through exercise and I became addicted in an unhealthy way to exercise. Now it's more of that positive addiction. That's why I say addicted to health. But before it was that negative addiction. And I think sometimes even to this day, I will feel like if I'm sad or if I have anxiety build up, whatever it is, then I'm, then I'm down. I'm like, oh, I have to go on a run. I have to work out because I know how great I'm going to feel. But that being said, I think it's also important to have various coping mechanisms because now I've, I've realized that sometimes it's not always healthy to escape. Sometimes it's good to deal with these face on like meditation or what, you know, but, but now like you've brought me on to a completely different path to drawing and 
that I think is really significant because instead of, I think there's one way of escaping through pain and then there's one way of dealing with pain. And I think in art therapy, it's a coping mechanism where you're really able to be face on with your pain and go through it versus escaping it with it and then dealing with it again later on. So I, I really, really suggest it as a great coping mechanism. Not saying exercise is not a great way, but mixing it up, I think is really important. Hey, the more coping mechanisms we can have, the more positive ways that we take care of ourselves, the better, right? Yes, oh, right? 100%. One thing I would recommend if people wanna get started in doing art on their own is a really simple one just to draw how you are feeling right now. That would be a directive I would give. And I would usually say, just using lines, shapes, and colors. How are you feeling right now? So many of us are just anxious and overwhelmed with the state of the world right now. You know, there's just so much going on. And so being able to draw how you're feeling right now and, and get it out, get it onto a piece of paper, like just, um, I like to call it just vomiting it out onto the paper so it's not like trapped inside of you, right? Right. And the one thing that you mentioned is being able to like just kind of sit in those uncomfortable feelings. So while you're drawing whatever it is you're feeling right now, whether it be anxious or angry or disappointment or resentment, you know, we all have crap going on in our lives, right? If you can draw that while you're drawing it, you are teaching yourself to sit in that emotion without having to do something else to escape, right? Mm -hmm. You're not forced to eat something to ignore your feelings or to exercise to ignore your feelings or to drink to ignore your feelings, but you're actually sitting in your feelings and feeling them because, you know, life can be uncomfortable. Life is going to give us pain. But the thing is that, you know, pain is inevitable in life. Suffering is a choice. And I see like suffering is choosing to sit in your pain longer than you have to. Choosing to. I like how you said that. Because it's and, you can think which way you want to go. Yeah, yeah. And so so I would have, I would suggest you draw how you're feeling right now, or I could be more specific, draw your pain or draw your struggle. And so you sit in that, but then the next thing you do is to draw how you want to feel. Right. So using lines and shapes and colors, how do you want to feel? And then just by drawing it you have that shift in your body and your thoughts to, yeah, you know what? This is possible. I put it onto this piece of paper. I can visualize it. This is where I want to be. And that's different for everybody. But so I think those two things together are extremely important. I would never just have somebody draw their pain or their struggle and leave them there, right? Right, <laughs> right. You might feel like you're trapped. Right. I think that's beautiful. The words that you just said and choosing to not suffer, I think, and just searching for these different mechanisms to be able to do so. Yeah, I'm working with LGBTQIA uh, clients and using art within their process of coming out or um, 
their process of change, if they're trans, their process of relationships. And so, you know, I've used art with so many different populations. It's incredible. Hmm, I really acknowledge your work and you're really impacting so many people's lives. And I, I applaud you. I think it's incredible what you do. If someone wants to seek help and they want to go into art therapy, how can they reach you? What is the best way? All right, so everything, all my social media is under Hayes Art Therapy. And so that's my um, website, hayesarttherapy.com. My YouTube channel is Hayes Art Therapy. My Facebook, although my Instagram is something sketchy. That <laughs> which is, I thought was very funny. Best handle. I think that's yeah. the best handle. Like I said, you and I have these videos going on that, that people can check out and, and really delve into what's it like to be in the art therapy office. Yes, definitely check out these videos. I'll be sharing them across my platforms too. And it's a great way to either follow along or maybe do it yourself or maybe reach out to Pamela and see if this is something that you'd be into. I know for me, it has enhanced my well-being and uh, really just allowed me to see my feelings on paper and just cope with different things I'm going through in life in a completely different manner. Open my mind, my perspective, myopic to having this different perspective in life. So thank you for shedding <laughs> that light. I'm so glad you've been doing it with me. We've been having a good time. So that. much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Pamela, I want to ask you my final question today. I just thank you for coming on and just digging deep with me and sharing your experiences, which has, has been so impactful to my life in such a short amount of time for the, with us working together these past couple of weeks. My final question is at FitFood Junkies, our motto is addicted to health. I want to ask you, what are you addicted to? <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> um, so I would say I'm addicted to being outside. Like if I spend an entire day and I don't leave my house and I don't get out in nature, I just feel off. Um, and the other thing that I gotta say I'm kind of addicted to is going to museums and art shows. Um, and, and I'm so sad that, that I can't do that now during social distancing, quarantine, whatever we're calling it. And, and that is the one thing that I really miss so much. I'm, I am going to go on an, a museum art show binge when, when we get out of this. So that's, what, that's what I'm addicted to. And you were saying you're addicted also to going outside. What You told me that crazy bike ride you did with your husband and you guys went to San Francisco, right? <laughs> Yeah, we did a 550-mile bike ride from San Francisco back to Los Angeles, so we had to have our, our bikes shipped out there. That was um, part of what's called the AIDS life cycle, which uh, happened every year for 25 years and unfortunately had to be um, canceled. I think there's about 2,000 bikers, and we're all biking these 550 miles to raise money for the LGBT Center here in Los Angeles and for the AIDS Foundation in San Francisco. And um, a couple of years ago, we raised $16 million, and it all goes to, you know, people who have, who are positive with um, HIV and AIDS, 
to give them medication and to find um, a cure. And sometimes you gotta push yourself beyond where you think you, you can possibly go. And I thought seven days of bike riding, 550 miles, there's, and I'm 50 years old. And so I'm like, ow. But I did it and I'm proud I did it, so. Amazing cause. Amazing that you did that. 500 miles. Oh my gosh. Maybe one day I'll attempt to be on your level. <laughs> it's incredible. Really, that's incredible. What you do is just amazing beyond words. I really just acknowledge what you do for your life's work. I think that you are making this indelible impact on an individual person, across your community, across so many different groups that you work with as well and having so many different specialties. So I really um, just commend you for everything that you do. Thank you for coming on today and just sharing your thoughts and, art and <laughs> telling us all about art therapy. So Pamela, thank you so much. Emily, thank you. And, and I love what you do too. And one of the reasons I did reach out to you to, to have you do this program, this creative cognitive therapy program with me is because I love what you do. And I love how you take health and wellness in both mental health and physical health and, and really promote it in a, in a very positive and, and um, you know, a way that we can all sort of feel connected to. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, it means a lot because it's not just physical health, it's mental health too. And they are, they become one. So, you know, you got to focus on them equally. Can't separate them. That's right. Exactly. Well, thank you for saying that and for coming on. So amazing chatting with you. And I can't wait for our next session. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope you guys learned all about what art therapy is different coping mechanisms with whatever you're dealing with in life, focusing on grief or just depression or anxiety that we all go through, especially during the crazy time that we're living in right now. Also, let's unstigmatize therapy. If you ever need help, reach out to a professional to help you. It will only help to vent, let your feelings go, and just express yourself to reach your best self. If you guys haven't already, please subscribe over at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a comment. It would mean so much to me. Also, if you know of anyone who needs the extra push to maybe seek out help or maybe they just want to learn about art therapy, send this podcast over to that person. Maybe you can change or impact someone's life today. I am so excited that you guys are joining the Fit Food Junkies journey with me.